Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with a song of degrees as we pick up in Psalm chapter 120, verse 1. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. Now you'll notice these psalms have a heading, the psalm, a song of degrees. The word literally is ascents, A-S-C-E-N-T-S. And these are sort of the marching songs for the people of Israel as they would come thrice annually to Jerusalem to worship the Lord. There's a lot of things about the nation Israel that, is, that excite me. There are a lot of things that I wish that somehow we could incorporate in our worship of the Lord. This business of all of them gathering together three days out of the, well, actually, there were, the feast days were seven days, but three times out of the year at the Feast of Passover, at the Feast of Pentecost, and at the Feast of uh, Sukkoth, or Tabernacles. This business of everybody gathering together and just having a great worship service and a great feasting time and a time of worshiping the Lord. This to me would be exciting when when the nation, the whole nation, is gathering to acknowledge that God reigns over the nation and just the worshiping of the Lord together. How exciting that must have been. Now, Jerusalem is situated in a sense in what is known as the Jerusalem mountains. So no matter where you are coming from, you are ascending towards Jerusalem. Whether you come from the Galilee region or the Jordan region, and usually coming from Galilee, they would come down the Jordan River and then from Jericho make their way up the 20 miles to Jerusalem. Or whether you're coming from the Sharon Valley, the coastal plains, the area of Jaffa or whatever, you're always coming up when you come to to Jerusalem. Coming from Beersheba, coming from Samaria, you're always ascending up to Jerusalem. Jerusalem is sort of on the mountain, and yet it is surrounded by mountains. Mount Zion, Mount of Olives, Mount Scopus, and uh, the mountains that surround the city itself. But yet, from anywhere in the country coming to worship, you are ascending to the city. And so these were called the songs of the ascents. These were sung by the pilgrims as they were coming to Jerusalem on these glorious feast days, coming to worship the Lord. And so the songs that they were singing as they were coming. Now, in the marching and so forth, there are certain cadences that they get into when they're marching, you know, it's, and, and sometimes they, they sing songs in cadence to go along with their marching. 
you know, the count off, one, two, three, four, you know, and, and, that, and it's, it's always sort of fun, you know. First they hire me, then they fire me, then by golly, I left, I left, I left, right, left, you know, and you're going along in, in cadence, you know. And so these were those kind of songs that they would sing in sort of a cadence as they were coming to Jerusalem to worship the Lord, remembering many times the alien areas where they were living, those who were alien towards God and alien towards those who worship God. So remembering the enemies and the areas from which they have come, but that anticipation, and in these next 15 Psalms, there is underneath that anticipation, I'm soon going to be standing there in the assembly worshiping God. And that glorious anticipation of standing there in Jerusalem, within the gates of Jerusalem, worshiping the Lord with the assembled multitudes. According to Josephus, there were many times well over a million people who would gather for these feasts to worship the Lord together. So the first of these psalms of a sense. The psalmist is looking forward to that time. In my distress, I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from the deceitful tongue. What shall be given unto thee, O what shall be done unto thee, thou false tongue, sharp arrows of the mighty with coals of juniper? Woe is me that I sojourn in Meshach, that I dwell in the tents of Kedar. In other words, he is coming now from these antagonistic areas, Meshach, Kedar, people who hate God, people who have been against those who worship the Lord. I've been dwelling there. Oh God, I've cried unto thee in my distress. My soul hath long dwelt with him that hates peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. So the first psalm expresses that turmoil of living in a world that is antagonistic towards God, much the kind of a world that you live in. And so many times, living in the world, Living amongst the ungodly, we can identify with the soul that is longing for that fellowship with God, the soul that is longing for that peace of God, and yet all of the turmoil, all of the confusion, all of the lying and, and conniving and, and all that is going on in the world around him. And so the soul longing for God. And as he is coming towards Jerusalem, because you're always ascending upwards, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills. For there is Jerusalem. Oh, they're there in the mountains of Jerusalem. There in the hills. There is that city. There is where I'm going to stand before God. From whence cometh my help? Now, this psalm is often misquoted. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help, as though my help was coming from the hills, you know, from whence cometh my help. 
I will lift up my eyes and the idea of my help is coming from the, the hills can't help you. From whence cometh my help is actually a question. I will lift up mine eyes into the hills, towards Jerusalem, the place where I'll stand before God. From whence cometh my help? And it is answered in the next verse, my help cometh from Yahweh, which made the heaven and the earth. It is many times important that we classify God with this kind of a classification. First of all, so that we'll identify the God that we're talking about. As Francis Schaeffer said, that we should not, as Christians, just refer to God because nobody knows who you're talking about. There are so many gods that people worship and serve. So we need to define when we say God, we need to say the only true and the living God, the creator of the heaven and the earth. Now you're defining him. That's the God that we worship. There are many who worship the God of pleasure, the God of power, the God of, you know, different things. The intellect. But the God that we worship is the only true eternal God who has created the heaven and the earth, the living God. So from whence help cometh my help? My help comes from Yahweh, which made the heaven and the earth. Now, in the declaring of God as the creator of the heaven and the earth. It's not only valuable to identify when we're talking with people, but it's valuable for us to remember the power of the God that we serve. There are so many times that we become so overpowered by our problems that we neglect to realize the great power of God. I'm so overwhelmed. This problem is so big. What am I going to do? And, and I just get overwhelmed by my difficulties until I realize the greatness of the power of the God I serve. In the New Testament, when the disciples had been beaten and told not to witness anymore in the name of Jesus, it said they came to their own company and they told them all of the things that happened when they were standing before the council how they were beaten and warned not to preach or teach anymore in the name of Jesus. And so they prayed and they said, O Lord, thou art God. Thou hast created the heavens and the earth and everything that is in them. Now it's good to start your prayer that way because many times if you'll just start your prayer that way and really think of what you're praying, all of a sudden your problem comes into the true perspective. I am seeing now my difficulty in the light of God's greatness and my difficulty suddenly isn't so difficult. I'm seeing it no longer in my own strength or my own ability. I'm calling upon the one who has created the heaven and the earth and everything that is in them. God said to Jeremiah, Behold, I am God. Is there anything too hard for me? And in his next prayer, Jeremiah picked that up and he said, Oh, Lord, you're God. There's nothing too hard for you. The Lord who made the heaven and the earth, that's where my help comes from. And if God before me, who can be against me? 
He will not allow your foot to be moved. Now you're walking up a rocky, slippery path. The, the rockiest place in the world, I think, is Israel. And rocks and gravel on the path can be very slippery. But he will not allow your foot to be moved. He that keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he that keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. God is my help. My help comes from the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. And he's always on duty. He'll never slumber. He'll never sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. Of course, coming from the Jordan Valley, extremely hot in that burning sun, the Lord becomes the shade. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. What a glorious promise. If you are looking to the Lord for your help, he will preserve you from all evil. The Lord will preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out, thy coming in, from this time forth, even forevermore. Isn't that a glorious promise to us? God will not allow my foot to be moved. He's watching over me night and day. He will preserve me. Psalm 122 continues. The idea is I'm, I'm traveling now towards Jerusalem. I'm with probably a company of 50, 100 people. They always got together for these trips to Jerusalem. That is why, actually, when Jesus was 12 years old, when his parents left Jerusalem, they left with a big company of people going back up towards Nazareth. And that's why they could get out a whole day's journey without missing him. You know, he's probably with his cousins or, you know, with part of the crowd. And it wasn't until dinner time that they began to look around and couldn't find him. And then is when they had to retrace their steps back to Jerusalem because they would always travel with a big company. And, and how glorious that must have been. Coming towards Jerusalem with a large company of people. Of course, let us say that we here, say it was the big conclave was going to be in San Bernino. And we all decided, you know, well, let's go and let's worship the Lord in San Bernino. Or up at the conference center, so we get the idea of going up. But we didn't have cars. We're going to have to walk. So we all have our provisions. We start out together. We're singing as we're going down the road. The children are throwing rocks and <laughs> taking sticks and beating trees and this kind of stuff, you know. And, and it's a big kind of an occasion going to worship the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. 
Someone suggested, well, let's go up this, this year. Come on, let's go up to the house of the Lord. All right, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord, for our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. The anticipation. Now, there's something about Jerusalem. Once your feet have stood within the gates, you always want to go back and stand again. There's something magnetic about that place. Once having stood there, there's always a yearning to go back. Every year after our visit to Israel, Kay and I come home and we're trying to get over jet lag and we say, well, this is our last year. You know, this will be it. It's just, you know. But my, as the time approaches to leave again, we get so excited. We're all you know, planning and getting things all set and ready to go. And we're eager and raring to go again. There's just something about the place you just love to go back again and again. Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Glorious anticipation. For Jerusalem is builded as a city that is compact together. Whether the tribes go up, and that is the people all the word compact together means that all the people gather together within it in a compact type of a group. Whether the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, unto the testimony of Israel to give thanks to the name of the Lord. So all of the people gathering together to give thanks to the Lord. For there are set thrones of judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Jerusalem is the capital. Jerusalem is the center. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. We had a fellow come in this past week who God has given the gift of giving. And he said, I like to give where I know that God is going to bless me. And so a while back he gave money designated to be distributed to the poor because the scripture said he who lends to the poor lends to the Lord. He said, I'd like to just lend some money to the Lord. So he said, just distribute this to the poor. He said, because I know God's interested in the poor and God's going to bless me. Well, he came back and he said, well, God has blessed me because I distributed to the poor. He said, now I want to give again where I know that God will bless and God said that he would bless those that bless Israel. And so he said, I want to give a gift just for the nation of Israel. Let it come from the church. And I want you to take it over with you when you go. So we'll be taking a gift to Israel because we're praying for the peace of Jerusalem and we love them for preserving the Bible for us and for bringing us our Savior. And we're just going to give it in the name of the Lord to the nation. They shall prosper, it says, that love thee. He said, God has so blessed me for giving to the poor, loaning to him for the poor. Now I want to give into something else that God has declared himself for. So he gave me a check for $450,000 that I'll be taking over. He says, my accountant said this is what I need to write off for the end of the year. 
So loaning to the poor pays pretty good interest. <laughs> Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. For my brethren and companions' sake, I will now say, Peace be within thee. He tells us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, and then he offers sort of a prayer, Peace be within thy walls. For the companions' sake, I will now say, Peace be within thee. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek thy good. Still in the anticipation of gathering in Jerusalem to worship the Lord, Psalm 123, Unto thee lift I up mine eyes, O thou that dwellest in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of a servant look unto the hand of their masters, and as the eyes of a maiden unto the hand of her mistress, so our eyes wait upon the Lord our God until that he have mercy upon us. We'll return with more of our verse-by-verse -verse Bible study in the book of Psalms on our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible. And we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Psalms 120 through 123 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's the wordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD, and our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse -verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May the Lord bless. May you live after the Spirit. Walk after the Spirit. Follow after the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Therefore, let a man examine himself. For if we will judge ourselves, then we will not be judged of God. For I speak to you in the name of the Lord. If you are living and walking after the flesh and indulging in the areas and the things of the flesh, God will bring you into judgment. May God guide and help you in Jesus' name. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. For years, Pastor Chuck was asked thousands of questions. This new guy that my mom married, he thinks that the Christian beliefs are foolish, and I was wondering if that's going to like affect my mom's walk. 
I'm a Christian. I'm trying to fight the addiction of smoking. And are those things going to keep me from going in the rapture? Is it okay to use your tithe and give it to someone who's going on a mission trip instead of giving it directly to church? The Word for Today is pleased to present an ebook called Biblical Counseling by Chuck Smith, listing over 200 topics that include Pastor Chuck's commentary and the scripture references he used. Topics include addiction, business relationships, depression, lawsuits, sexuality, training children, and so much more. To download the Biblical Counseling ebook by Chuck Smith, visit thewordfortoday.org and click on the link provided. Or you can call 1-800-272-9673.